and welcome. I'm Jo. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for... Stage Tour! We have a fantastic hour for you, talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Snooping around backstage to bring you the news and the gossip. And then, of course, we'll highlight our pick of the week. You can join us and take part in Name That Show, where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. And then there's our quiz, where you can see if you have more theatrical knowledge than Roddy. (laughs) You do. Uh, (laughs) Later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault. That's where we share the plot from a show that you might not have heard of. And then find out who our special guest is in the interview chair this week. And that's all coming before midday here on Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. You're much better at timing that than me, Ruddy. <laughs> I have a lovely time trying to work out how that's going to fit. We've got three different versions. We always use the same one. We're just sort of settling into it. Uh, well, last week we had Alistair. Al, Al yeah. yeah, he joined us. I didn't mention, I realised afterwards, any of his former credits. He's a professional actor. Of course uh, we, he is. We crossed the fact that he'd been in Urinetown in the West End. Sure. But he was in the Pride at Trafalgar Studios. He toured Night Must Fall. And um, He's gone to Bewley Abbey today to oh. be in The Importance of Being Earnest in Brilliant. a production there of the London Touring Players. So you can catch him as Algae if you happen to be in the New Forest. Fantastic. Well, I think anybody that hears his voice <laughs> knows he that he's an actor. Great. I mean, we were in my <laughs> kitchen and I was listening to him going, how is he so resonant? Very good. I mean, he trained well, of course, at the Bristol uh, Old Vic yes, School for Young as Ladies. as did you. <laughs> well, thank you. There was a real theme of equality that pinged out from last week, I noticed. Like, M spoke so openly. In fact, mentioned a monitoring form. Right. Um, And I had to cut it out. There wasn't time in the interview slot. But it was a really interesting piece, basically about the fact that people, when you're filling out forms, there's always that thing that says, you know, just for monitoring, could you tell us um, what's your ethnicity or how would you like to be seen? And white British is always at the top of the list. Right, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, saves me time because, you know, just click, click, see you later. And she was like, yeah, but how does that make people feel? Who aren't? So, oh my goodness, because everything else is in alphabetical order. I have to hunt for United Kingdom yes. for hours. <laughs> and it was so valid. It's such an interesting point. I was very pleased to see that when I filled out my parking request form to Hackney Council, yes. that's where I live, you see, they, um, they've put it in alphabetical order. They fixed it. Oh, good. So it's only by people flagging this and going, please be nice to me. No, absolutely. That we fix it. Which is great. How was your week? What did you get up to? Um, I was running some workshops um, at Jam Theatre for kids. Um, They put on a fabulous little TV show, basically, for their parents at the end of the week. Um, And we had Matt and Grace running those workshops as well. And there was so much energy. It was lovely. But I did an adult singing course for six people who wanted to learn how to... Great. It was like an intense vocals course. Yeah, yeah. And they performed at the end of the week. And you know what I love? I love, love, love when, you know... Somebody's partner goes, Oh my goodness, I've never heard them sing yeah. like that in my life. You a know? revelation to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I've known them for how many Exactly. And one we had one little girl during the day do the workshops and her mum was doing the adult one in the evening. So it was like I like it when families all do stuff yeah. together. Oh that's cute. Yeah. How's Kayla's show going? Bed knobs and broomsticks. Well, on it's tour. opened. It oh, opened fantastic. on Saturday night. Is it in Manchester? It's in Newcastle. Newcastle yeah. place. <laughs> Other side of the country. Completely they, different. Yeah, it's gone really, really well. Um, instant, you know, standing ovations. 
we've done in previews technically. Um, couple, a couple of little things of you know not quite yeah gone to plan. Yeah, yeah, but sure. that's what previews are for. Absolutely. But everybody's loving it. The music is amazing. The costumes are gorgeous. You know. I have to confess, I don't know the film. I've never watched the film. Okay, well, I mean, it's on Disney Plus. If you want to have a look, I know quite a lot of the leads from it. No, Angela Lansbury, yeah. David Tomlinson, mm-hmm. great. But I've never. Never watched it. So I will watch it. And then see her. And then go and watch her. Yes. Right? And very shortly we will have an interview with some of the cast. Oh, goody. Yes, well. please. Yeah. You saw Max. You mentioned a few weeks ago yes. you were going off to so see Max do you remember, Yeah. Do you remember uh, the Lord Chamberlain's men were uh, doing a tour? Mm. And they were in Basingstoke. And yeah, that was um, lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, he played, it was Macbeth, by the way. Yeah. Um, and he played. Sorry, I've got to leave the room now. Spit, swear, <laughs> turn around three times, come back in. Sorry, the Scottish play. <laughs> <laughs> um, he played Macduff, and uh, he was stunning, really, really good. But it, but it was um, at the Vine in um, so National Trust property, you know, properties and grounds yeah, and everything in Basingstoke. Absolutely stunning to have it outside. Um, but you know, that was sitting there with my prosecco and my strawberries. And Very that, nice. Everything. Yeah. What else did you take? Was uh, that it? Was that the extent of your picnic? No, I took more. But oh, why? Why because are you I'm very, Because having done the Lord Chamberlain's Men and seen some people bring, some people bring actual low loaders with entire picnic sprays on. It's like, oh. we're very much the background entertainment to your picnics. So well, I have a very particular routine when I go and see outdoor theatre and I wondered how close yours okay, was. Okay, well, here is mine. Are you ready? Prosecco, okay. So we had strawberries. Prosecco, we had strawberries, we had um, cream tea as well. So yeah, I had, good. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. There were the odd crisps and stuff but that was it but in front of us yeah was an older generation again yeah <laughs> to me and they had like soup and a thermos and what? like all this sort of crazy. stuff some people bring actual tables and then clip oh, no, no, a no. white linen tablecloth to it and they have no. glassware you're like this is this is just in a field crazy i do prawns yes. with mary rose so basically a prawn cocktail uh, i do a few of those little sausages with honey nice. and mustard yep. and maybe some hummus and bread mm-hmm. and then strawberries ah. and prosecco well frankly anything that's going but yes yeah. maybe rosie maybe a little pims yeah but keep it simple you just want a little nibble Oh, because what you don't want to be doing is trying to slice your way oh, through an enormous pie while somebody's <laughs> delivering to be or not to be. I, mean, I would, I I would like to share that I had everything pre-cut <laughs> and ready to go. Like very good. I'm not one of those people. No, and no in Tupperware, so it's not noisy. Speaking of Hamlet, you're going to see it tomorrow. I am, and I can't Which wait. I'm excited for you to see it because then we can finally talk about okay. it. I've been so well restrained. Oh, and kept well my done, mate. Lips zipped tight. Yeah. Right, let's launch into Name That Show. This is good. Name That Show. Oh, it's a bit ominous, isn't it? That's it. I wouldn't know what that was, I have to tell you. I mean, having cut it, I do, but I wouldn't have known what that was. All right. Can we have it again? Yeah. I think the the orchestration of that and the the terror of it is sl- slightly misleading in oh. terms of the genre. I would have been completely somewhere else. Would you? I, yeah, I'd have been on a spaceship. Oh, okay. It's, no, not many musicals that are spaceship orientated. No, although I do have one in mind that we need to talk about <laughs> soon. Right. That's great. I like it. Yeah. So this is called Name That Show, though, not Name That Song. No. So and what do people have to do, Joe? 
Roddy, they have to email in. Right. So they can email joe at river.radio or roddy at river.radio and tell us what show do you think that little tiny intro was from. What was it? And you'll get two more other examples later on. Throughout so just stay tuned. Yeah, so if, like me, you're feeling a little bit disconsolate that you haven't got a... Can, can I give a hint that it is extremely well known? Well, if you haven't got a Scoobies <laughs> what it is, then stay tuned for the next two clips. Absolutely. joined us he's going to come in in a second and we can ask him this question as well okay we're going to talk in our section today on who are you we're going to ask what we did in school drama and mark you can tell us what you did at school in drama you probably <laughs> built the set <laughs> he looks terrified nice haircut so joe what did you do at school do you know what guess guess what i was you were normally... in the orchestra I wasn't in the orchestra. I pretty much was running you the orchestra. You were conducting the orchestra. You were the MD. I was, yeah, pretty much the MD for most of the shows in my school, which really annoyed me because I wanted the opportunity to, to do other stuff. I wanted to perform. I wanted to do things, but I had to always be... You wanted to perform? Yeah. What shows did you do and what would you oh, rather have been doing? we did stuff like Bye Bye Birdie and do you remember that musical? No. no okay, we'll have to put that one out of the vault at Is some that point. an Australian one? No, it's oh, not. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> Mark's shaking his head oh, at me. Oh, my Who's word. it by? Who's it by? It, I mean, it had some very famous people in it. Right, that's not. That's a very astute dodging of my question. Thank you. I enjoyed doing... We used to do a musical one year and a Shakespeare the next. Mm-hmm. So we did Ilanthe one year. So I was the Lord Chancellor in Gilbert and Sullivan, mm-hmm. uh, and then, which I loved because I can still remember the Lord Chancellor's Nightmare Lament okay. from my 15-year-old paper round. Let's not share that today. It's very good. Is it? I'd, well, the song is very good. Um, <laughs> and then I was in a Scottish play, as yes. we mentioned. Uh, unfortunately, one of the shows I did, I remember we had to stop it because the biology corridor lights started arcing because they, they flooded. So the whole school had to shut, which is a great shame because I lost my final ever show. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the critic, though. I don't think the world really needs to see Richard Brinsley Sheridan's critic. It's quite dry. Act two's good fun when it comes back together. Mark, Mark's nodding. He likes. Mark Hartley is in the studio with us very briefly. Hello. So <laughs> tell us about a musical you did at school. Doesn't have to be a musical. Sorry, theatre, something you did. Uh, well, I was exactly the opposite to both of you because I never wanted to be on stage, but I was shoved on stage because I was the only boy who could sing. So uh, <laughs> What were so you in? I was Peter in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Oh, nice. No, it wasn't no. good. <laughs> My voice broke halfway through the like the first show. So. Oh, bless Amazing. You. Yeah. That's an impressive time so for it to happen. Jumping have. around octaves. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to navigate your way through. Fantastic. Should we lift the curtain? Let's do it. Time Roddy. to lift the curtain. Yeah, so this whole segment is about sort of going, did you hear me tiptoeing around? In that yeah, music? I did. Yeah. I heard you yeah. scurrying. Yeah. Like a little mouse. Yes, that's me. Not. Um, <laughs> so we investigate backstage stuff, find out what's going on locally and uh, nationally in theatre. Um, so we asked Mark to come in because Fantastic. he's been working with um, some amazing local groups. Brilliant. Now, for some time I've been talking Ooh, about a I here. do. Right. For some time I've been talking about what's happening at the Wickham Arts Centre. And we had Sign Dance Collective yes. interviewed many uh, weeks ago and they've been doing things. But what's been great is that Mark has been supporting 
the uh, productions there, haven't you, by with technical equipment but also with your technical students and so yep. forth how's it been going uh, it's been it's been great yeah there's they've been to, doing a festival called the hybrid festival for, for the last two weeks and mm-hmm. they've got two more shows i think coming up so that's thursday and saturday yep i'll talk about those in just a minute yep and yeah so they it was uh, i was contacted by someone i know who needed some technical support for those shows and so because we run um, technical theatre production courses where we train people up to enter the industry for theatre production, we um, started to provide them with some students. And Fantastic. I, I've been along as well to help. Fantastic. Yeah. I like the idea that I've got this image now of, you know, you with a, the back of a truck, beep, 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 providing the lights and also students on rollers. Like, yeah. there we go. And some students to provide the uh, technical expertise. I love your imagination, Roddy. <laughs> yes. I think it's a little bit on the extreme. Yes, yeah, back of a car. <laughs> so, so give us an idea of the sort of acts that have been performing. Oh, it's been a, a huge mix of, like, dance, contemporary dance, kind of. It's, it's kind of also worked in with an exhibition that's going on as well. Nice. Um, and obviously Sign Dance Collective have done their own stuff mm-hmm. but then there's been other performances which have been influenced by their work and by their piece that was meant to be touring I think during during the pandemic but is now starting to tour again and oh, that's good Fantastic. I like that there's some follow-on pieces from it that's great mm. yeah so apparently we have on the 19th and the 21st of August a special artist commission performances by Kate Lawrence and Zoe Partington and Robert Cochran as well yep. um, so that's exciting. You can do workshops as well. Um, the Land of Eye art exhibition is on. Um, and how do they get in touch with this? Well, I think the best thing is to go through the Wickham Art Centre. Sure. Um, and because everything's on their website. And mm. I mean, I w- it's the first time actually I've worked at the venue. And so I would really just strongly suggest that people actually just go and go. check it out and yeah. have a look at what they're doing. They do weekly open mic nights and all those kind of things Ooh, so yeah you, i don't know where it is yeah it's Desborough. on Desborough road so yeah. it's very culturally oh, very okay. rich it's Ooh. really a lovely uh, place um we've done some of the performances outside to make mm-hmm. it kind of safer at the moment nice. as well nice and uh so you get the, the people walking along and the people on the buses kind of joining in <laughs> yeah, What's going on? yeah and on the 20th of august uh from 11 30 to 3 30 they have island workshops uh, again dance writing theater workshop for families and individuals of all ages leading to sharing the work at 6 p.m so if you've got your kids and they're driving you a little bit crazy at the moment take (laughs) take them down um on the 20th of august and they will be entertained and also creatively inspired to do something fantastic that evening in a show that sounds amazing. Yeah, well done. So have you been building sets or have you been guiding the students? Or uh, No, it's just it's literally just been supporting with lighting and sound. Um, I mean, again, you know, the, if we can all support our local art centres, it'd be brilliant because, you know, they could do with the revenue to also help support them. But actually all of these things are, are, are provided free of charge as well. So mm. um, it's a chance for you to go and have a look at what they've got. It's, it's all based in a beautiful, beautiful big church that's kind of been put in trust for the art centre um, and they have a, another stage, smaller stage, which they use for comedy and rock and mm. music and stuff like that. So it's Fantastic. Sounds good. Sounds like a yeah, little gem tucked away that I didn't know about. Do we have a little song happening, Roddy? Yes, we do. Let's listen to some Adrian Mole. Something feels a bit funny. Something feels a bit strange. I'm getting distracted, I've got to stay focused on atmospheric change But there's something about her that makes me turn to mush I feel all fuzzy inside, 
it must be a crust. Check the garnics to Molly. She's a bit of a right. I'll take her out to the disco Friday and bust my moves all night. Yeah, she's got hair the colour of treacle and her skin's as soft as the snow. When I look across the Pandora, there's a feeling down below. Would you look at that girl? She's incredible. Look at that girl. She's so edible. She's like a dream. She's strawberries and cream. If only I had a spoon. You've only got to look at that girl. And you're suddenly caught in a hazy world. And there's nothing I won't do. I want to get that girl. about yourself well what do you want to know everything well my dad's an accountant but a socialist as well they moved me out of private education to comprehensive hell i've a pretty pony named blossom and i ride her every day just a little tap on her bottom and she makes the most fabulous This is River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Search for River Radio Live. And you can even tell Alexa, play River Radio Live. Um, Ruddy, what was that fantastic bit of music? It was from The Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, aged 13 and three quarters, the musical. <laughs> uh, it was called Look at That Girl. And it's a show that started at the Curve in Leicester. Mm. And then it was in London at the Menier. And then I saw it in its West End run at the Ambassador's Theatre. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Now, now, from London, back to the local area, you've got some more local news. I do. I just want to mention a couple of things. So, Mark Watson, comedian, is at 
Norden Farm on the 17th of September. Now, don't forget these comedians get sold up really, really quickly. So, uh, Norden Farm, their website is Norden.farm, actually, nice and easy. At Mark Watts on the 17th of September, if you like comedians. I mean, at the Kenton Theatre in Henley, Michael McIntyre was trying out his show as well. Oh, wow. Um, but on August 23rd, just next week, but unfortunately it's sold out. Uh, so, this okay. is what I'm saying, people. Just get your tickets, yeah, go booking. and support. But also at the Kenton, if you like a bit of uh, Gilbert and Sullivan, they have got HMS pinafore on on the 28th of august so have a look at that one the millet sonning has a new comedy uh, comedy fast by ray cooney called two into one have you ever heard of that one no no but it, it looks and sounds fantastic well, yeah. and of course at the you know millet sonning exactly um you know, have a nice dinner beforehand as well it's all part of the experience i think it's a lovely gift to give somebody as well oh that's a nice it? idea uh, we should go we should go on a little tour oh let's do it let's do it you like a little bit of fast don't you i do i like a bit of dinner as well <laughs> um and at the watermill just a reminder the just so stories of ready kipling are on until the 4th of september and that's a really lovely thing to see in newbury at the watermill theatre fantastic uh, looking further afield Back to the Future is about to open. I know! It's Are you excited? Week. I'm so excited. Uh, so last week, a friend came up to London and we wanted to go and see Anything Goes, but it sure. got cancelled because mm-hmm. of COVID. So uh, we went to see Come From Away instead, which I've always loved. Yes. It was, he was like, do you want to watch it again? I was like, yes, yes. I do. And then yeah. at the end, he was like, I can see. I'm coming again. I'm bringing my wife. Like, uh, yeah. It's so uplifting. It's fabulous. Um, but yes, uh, my first thought when Anything Goes was cancelled was like, oh, can we go and see Back to the Future? No, we couldn't because it hasn't opened yet, but it is a about to so I know. bursting onto the stage uh, with the DeLorean and um, that show's about to And open. do you have your tickets? I don't have tickets. No, That's quite well, unusual for you. I like to wait to see whether stuff's actually happening, but now we know it's open, <laughs> I will definitely go. Um, the Young Vicks announced its cast for Hamlet. Uh, it's got quite a dazzling cast. It's got Kush Jumbo as Hamlet, which is previously announced. Yes. Uh, but joining them, we've got Jonathan Ajay as Laertes, Joanna Borger as Guildenstern and Osric, Adrian Dunbar, Tara Fitzgerald as Gertrude, uh, Jonathan Livingston, Joseph Marcel, Nora Lopez Holden, Adele Oni, Taz Schuyler and Leo Ringer as Fort Imbrask, oh. uh, the captain, the player, the gravedigger. So that's a very exciting cast coming up the Young Vic for their Hamlet. Now, the other day I went for a little birthday picnic in Regent's Park. OK, not at, your birthday because yours n- is in December. Very good. Although if I wanted to have a summer celebration, you know, Why a la the Queen, mm-hmm. um, I would probably do it in July, August. But no, we could overhear dragons and mythical beasts playing. Uh, we could hear this sort of rumbling noise. We're like, what's Ooh. that? And I was like, well, that's it's not Carousel. Dragons and Mythical Beasts has opened. It's had good reviews. And whilst I was in the park, I had a recommendation for a show that's at the Southwark Playhouse. It's called Operation Mincemeat. Now, it's a, it's a show that's been around for a little while, but I'm quite excited to see it because they were like, they saw it even in previews and development were like, yeah. it's great. I've heard the title, definitely. Yeah, I believe it's based on a true story. It's set in World War Two, and mm. they've got this group, Split Lip, who won the Stage Debut Award in 2019. It's a new musical extravaganza Ooh. with a cast of five, apparently a great score. It's fun, it's funny, it's moving. Sure. I really want to go and see that. Um, and okay. staying with the Southwark Playhouse, John and Jen, the <gasps> Andrew Lipper and Tom Greenwald oh, musical. Oh, I didn't even know it was coming. That's I open. love that. Uh, you've got another four days. Oh, it's, no. It's open until this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> get down there. Why have I not? Why did you not mention that last week? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see <laughs> I it. I love the music of John and Jen. That's fantastic. All right, thank you. 
I will be booking. Very good. And the last thing I've got is nursery rhyme time at London Aww. Wonderground. Now, that's near Earl's Court. Okay. I've mentioned Wonderground before because it's where I saw Choir of Man. But it's mm. if you want a bit of a London day out, but stay on the west side or it's out of the throng of the West End and you've got young children, then nursery rhyme time might be just the sort of thing you want. It's in the underbelly. So for those yes. of you who've not seen that, it's, it's a ruddy great upside down purple cow. <laughs> um, so it used to be E4's sponsor. And yeah. the Underbelly is a big Edinburgh venue. And during the course of the summer, it's got these huge tents that look like an upside down purple cow. You quite often see them on the South Bank now, mm-hmm. uh, but they've got one in Earl's Court. Um, so it's for six months to four years old. So oh. if you've got wee tots and you want to go and sing The Wheels on the Bus, uh, then <laughs> Nursery so Rhyme Time at London Wonderground might be the one for you. Oh, that's so lovely. Now I want to know your pick, please. <laughs> Well, Roddy, my pick is The Musical 13. Now, it's by Jason Robert Brown with a book by Dan Elish and Robert Horn. Now, you might know Robert Horn. He's an award-winning writer of Tootsie the Musical. No. No? Okay. Well, anyway, he is. As in Tootsie the Game rather than the Tribe. Tootsie the... Do you remember the movie with Dustin Hoffman? No. Okay. Oh, dear. All right. I'm so glad anyway. this isn't the quiz. I've oh. already lost two points. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on. So 13 The Musical, music by Jason Robert Brown, who's obviously an incredible uh, musical writer. Um, they are redoing it at the... Now, this is it. Is it Cadogan or Cadogan Hall? Oh, I'd say... Oh, I'd say Cadogan. Would you? Okay. Well, that's because I know somebody whose surname is that. It's yeah. probably Cadogan. Yeah, that's what I I would say, Cadogan Hall. But, but anyway, I've always gone Hall. Okay, so it's that uh, that is an amazing uh, performance venue near Sloan Square. Um, on the 31st of August, 4pm and 7.30pm. Now, it's the British Theatre Academy is presenting this new production of 13. Now, 13 is about a young Jewish boy preparing to turn 13, bar mitzvah, etc., navigating his parents' divorce and complicated social circles of a new school. But 13 is... Um, is the only Broadway musical which the cast was entirely made of teenagers. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this is in Broadway. They had also the whole band and orchestra was all teenagers wow, as well. Wow, that's something of a risk. I know. And so the American version, um, the original Broadway cast was 2007, had people like Elizabeth Gillies, Ariana Grande, Eric Nielsen, Ali Trim, Graham Phillips, Corey Snight. I mean, all incredible, very popular performers now. Yeah. And this is when they were teenagers. So... Basically, the, the production of 13 that is coming here on the 31st of August is featuring the next generation of musical theatre talent in the UK. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that because... I know three people in it. Yeah, <laughs> Exciting. Yeah, so three Van Jam students are performing. That's incredible. Um, so they all had to audition, uh, uh, you know, along with everybody else. Um, but it's going to be an incredible performance and I cannot wait to see that. Yeah. I mean, I say it's it's a risk for a production company, not because the children won't be brilliant, but because normally you need a couple of pros on stage or yeah. adults who just are used to things going wrong, who can navigate their way out of the problems. Um, and also, from a licensing point of view, that's a lot of um, responsibility on some young shoulders. But Absolutely. very exciting that this is coming here. But I think the British Theatre Academy know what they're doing, so it's going to be (laughs) a very, you know, well-organised performance. Well-oiled gig. Let's have a listen to a piece of music from it. Okay. 
I know, so you can imagine that these incredibly talented teenagers on the 31st of August, there's a 4pm show and 7.30pm show at Cadogan Hall or Cadogan Hall. It is Cadogan, I've looked it up. Have yeah, you? Yeah, oh, you were right. Thank you. <laughs> you awesome. win. Another one for Joe. <laughs> so um, just go to uh, Cadogan Hall website and you will be able to book tickets for that. I will be there. Yes, I'm coming with. Uh, it's time to announce who our interview is with. Yeah. Because you don't even know. No. Well, I can tell you, I've managed to get David Armad into <gasps> yeah. the spotlight. Now, he was in the West End and on tour in the stunning stage production of The Kite Runner. And I spotted him last week. Spotted him last night, even. In Ghosts. Have you, what, do you watch Ghosts? No. The TV series? I can so recommend it. Okay. It's so much fun. It's a comedy. It's a very dark comedy Ooh. about right, a couple who inherit... Uh, well, a girl who inherits in her um, boyfriend and this beautiful mansion, but it's haunted. And Ooh. she can see them and no one else can uh, for reasons that I shan't spoil. But no, it's such spoil. a fun series. And uh, yes, he popped up as a guest lead in it, which was great fun. Awesome. But we've got him in the spotlight Can't interview wait. chair later. But can we have another little clue of Name That Show? Good idea. Name That Show. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Is that all? <laughs> I think so. I think that's all you've given us. Okay, let's do it again then. <laughs> but there's nothing to stop us from getting a thrill. Whoa, that's mean. Yeah. That, well, is, that is what you wrote. I, I believe you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had the intro, which is the dun, dun, 
And then, but there's nothing to stop us from getting a thrill when we... (laughs) You can't now start singing more clues. (laughs) I love that the reason you think that's um, started to give it away is you can tell where the chords are going. So then you're like, well, where's it going to go? Next. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are people that know. And if they do know, what have they got to do? They have to email in joe at river.radio or Roddy at River.Radio. Listen, it is, we have a whole sheet of people who know what they're doing. They've got extra gold stars if they guess it right week after week. Be on our leaderboard, people. Come on. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> even got one gold star yet. And that's for the quiz. She's back. She's excited to run me through my paces again. You know I am. You know I am. Remind me what you got with um, Alice. Four out of five. Four. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I felt like it was a little bit tricky, his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, here we go. What transparent sheet often used for rapping features in a song in the musical Chicago? What on earth are you talking about? Just listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was quite clever. Yeah. <laughs> what transparent sheet often used for rapping features in a song in the musical Chicago? That's question number one. Okay. Number I think two. I've got that. What is a show deck? Right. What is a show deck? Okay. Oh, no? I've got a couple of different options, but okay. I'm not confident. Okay. That one comes from Mark, actually. I was going to say, why is Mark left? Mark! <laughs> Mark, come back! Question three, which famous actress played Maria in the 1961 movie version of West Side Story? Uh, um, Very famous actress. Maria, 1961 movie, West Side Story. Yeah, I've heard that score. I'll tell you. Question four, what instruments would make up a string quartet? (laughs) Again, this is one you're like, this is so blindingly obvious, even a blithering (laughs) idiot would know. Well, I am a blithering idiot and I don't know. Come on. Um, Instruments that would make up a string quartet. I mean, mm, how many are there going to be to start with? Um, to be- well, I know there's four. Good. Although, good. although a good amateur director friend of mine once said, uh, I need more people in this quartet. Because <laughs> uh, he was cross, they weren't making enough noise. Okay, question five. What determines a Broadway show and an off-Broadway show? Um, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not completely sure if it may be a slightly cleaner cut than the West End. Okay, so just run this by you one more time. Question one, what transparent sheet often used for rapping features in a song in the musical Chicago? Question two, what is a show deck? Question three, which famous actress played Maria in the 1961 movie version of West Side Story? Question four, what instruments would make up a string quartet? And finally, what determines a Broadway show? And an off-Broadway show. Very good, right. If you know the answers, help me. Send them to Roddy at River.Radio whilst we listen to a song from a musical from a part that I'd like to play, please. When sailing out from Liverpool and bound for sunny Indra Be sure your cabin's portside or the sun is gonna singe up And when you're sailing home again, the starboard side's for you Unless, of course, you like to feel you're boiling in the stew Oh, the posh, posh, travelling life, the travelling life for me First cabin and captain's table, regal company Whenever I'm bored, I travel abroad, but never so properly Born out, starboard, oh, posh with a capital P, O-S-H, posh The hands that hold the centre, every head that holds the crown They always give their all for me, they never let me down I'm on my way to far away, ta-ta and toodaloo 
and fare thee well and bon voyage arrivederci Oh, the hush, hush, travelling life, the travelling life for me. Fast cabin and captain's table, read the company. Pardon the dust of the upper crust and fetch us a cup of tea. Pour out, starve and out, pour out, starve and out, pour out, starve and out. Hush with a capital P O S H P O S H P O S H. Hush. You. you can see me doing that, right? P-O-S-H. <laughs> Bosh. That's the lovely Anton Rogers from the original London cast recording of Chitty Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang. Bang I which, know. funny, I should mention Bewley earlier, where Al's gone to do a show. Yeah. That's where Chitty Bang Bang is, at Fantastic. the National Motor Museum ah. in Bewley. Right, back to the quiz. Time's up. I love those little sound effects. <laughs> I haven't got any more right, by the way. I mean, it's all very well me sitting here for a minute and a half going, what is that? No no dice. Okay. Anyone emailed in quickly? No. No one that's Help helpful. Me. <laughs> what transparent sheet often used for rapping features in a song in the musical Chicago? Cellophane. That is Mr. correct. Cellophane. You could do that one as well. I could do that one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything with a narrow pitch band, that's what we've established. We need a whole show about the roles Ronnie can play. Yes, please. Yeah, in fact, I could really do with that. I'm taking notes. <laughs> uh, what is a show deck? Uh, is the answer the um, list of cues uh, for probably sound as well as um, lighting, mm. but sound is what I'm expecting. No, it is a stage built on top oh, of another well, stage. Well, that was the other thing yeah. I thought. But you, people do talk about a cue deck um, being the list of cues on cue lab. No. All right. Um, and basically, basically, a couple of the cast of Bedknobs and Broomsticks sort of like went over on their ankle <gasps> on that. Oh dear. Interesting, yes. Uh, question three Which famous actress played Maria in the 1961 movie version of West Side Story? I don't know. I can hear my mother saying the answer right now. It's Natalie Wood. Okay. Yes. Right. Never you don't know who that is? Oh, no. come on. And now I'm older than you. Are you serious? Yeah, quite serious. I was expecting you to say something so ridiculously off the chart. I'd be like, who's that? I'm just going to Google it now. Yeah, please. What instruments would make up a string quartet? There's a uh, cello. Yes. Double bass. No. (sighs) Violin. Yes. Right, I'm running out. Viola. Viola. (laughs) Viola. Sorry, I I only know it from Shakespeare. So it's two violins, viola. Oh, well, that's cheating. I'm sure I've seen a bigger one there. But well, the, the cello's the, as big as it goes. Yeah. What's wrong is. with it? I'd whack a double bass in there. Let's get Would some you? real thumping bass on the go. Uh, no. no. No? No, why not? Big, well, that's a different thing. It's uh, going to give a different vibe. Well, I'm not going to watch Two yours. violins, viola and cello. Question five, what, five. What determines a Broadway show and an off-Broadway show? I'm guessing it, there'll be a, an, a, some kind of society that have an agreed arrangement about what counts and what doesn't. But I'd, I'd imagine in brief or popularly, it's one's on Fifth Avenue and one's off Fifth Avenue. Well, that's kind of the vibe we have here when something's off West End and everything. But no, it's to do with how many seats in the theatre. Oh, simply size? Yes. So Broadway, you have to have, to be on Broadway, it's 500 seats or more. Okay. Off-Broadway is a theatre that's got 100 to 499 seats. Okay. And off-off-Broadway is less than 100 seats. Right, yeah. 
But isn't that interesting? In a small car park. Yeah, it is. No, I'm trying to work out now what the designation of West End is, because I've always thought, there's. I just know which the theatres are. Mm. There's the cluster up Shaftesbury Avenue, yep. and then down onto the Strand. Mm. And then there's a couple of slight outliers, yep. but yeah, that counts. But it might be capacity. I don't mm. know. If you know, That's email. the West End. Roddy but how did you go? Out of five... Oh, uh, didn't I get... Th- I wasn't counting. I think you got... Who's scoring this? I, Aren't you supposed to be in charge? I, um, I reckon I got three, didn't I? I think you got one, Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't like this. This is ridiculous. Let's open the vault instead. Okay. In fact, I'm going to lock you in it. Oh, right no. Nice. <laughs> or lock me out. <laughs> right, in we go. Clamber on in. Oh, gosh, I forgot the... Oh, you know it, it worked. I thought we were about to get security got it. land on us. All right, roller decks. Rolling through. We've got... W. Fantastic. And W is for The Witches of Eastwick. Ah. Now, this is a show I have never seen. Okay. And yet would have loved to have done. Okay. Um, it did a second tour a few years ago, and I got given some theatre vouchers as a present from some friends, which mm. is why it's such a burning injustice I didn't get to go. I tried to rearrange them, and because I bought it with theatre vouchers, the institution that ran the theatre voucher scheme wouldn't move them. And so I was I lost 50 quid's worth of theatre ticket. I had an audition, is why I couldn't go. Anyway, um, I've never quite got over not seeing The Witches of Eastwick, and yet I love the score. I yeah. love the story, I love the film. The music is amazing. So Cameron McIntosh produced it in the mm. West End in 2000, a book by John Dempsey, music by Donna P. Rowe. Now, mm-hmm. it's got three female protagonists. I think the oh, show no. ought to come back. Like They're the, they're the big leads. Um, Maria Friedman, Lucy Arnaz and Joanna Riding played it in the original uh, with Ian McShane as Daryl. Now, Ian McShane... <laughs> and Lucy Arnaz is Lucille Ball's daughter. Oh, really? Mm. Right, so some musical theatre royalty. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Ian McShane from watching reruns of Lovejoy as a child. Yep. <laughs> um, partly for this fantastic theme tune. But, uh, yeah, Witches of Easter, it was at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane. It then later downsized to the Prince of Wales. But it's about three women who are frustrated, bored by their mundane lives. They're in Eastwick, you'd be surprised to hear. Um, and they're all, they're all talking about how they want all manner of man in one man. And then, be careful what you wish for, he arrives in the form of a charismatic stranger, a devil-like character, Daryl Van Horn. Mr Van Horn! Um, he seduces each of the women in turn, teaches them hidden powers and scandalises the town. It becomes increasingly unorthodox, more sinister. It all spirals out of control and then the women realise he's corrupting everyone. So then they unite against him and use their newfound power to exile him, to eject him mm-hmm. uh, from Eastwick. Now, I, I'm aware from friends who saw the original that um, famously the end of Act 1 saw all three witches saw out on wires out above of- the stalls up into the gods. Oh, wow. So they flew. He, mm. he made them flew part of them using their powers. You know, lots that of must have been thunder incredible. and lightning. Very exciting. Uh, <laughs> thunder and lightning. Very, very, very frightening. Galileo. Uh, sorry, you've stopped. <laughs> I'll stop as well. But from the end of Act 1, I thought we'd listen to a little bit from the beginning of Act 1, uh, which is the overture.
Lovely. I've always loved how ridiculous. That very much sets the tone for the show. Now, you're very kindly looking to tell me if it's on anywhere. Uh, yeah, I can't see anywhere. I'm oh. really sorry. But, you know, leave it with me. I'll have a look. And, of course, the movie version yes. of it had Jack Nicholson as... Yes. <laughs> Amazing. That character. Yeah, fantastic. Well, you're listening to River Radio online at river.radio, on Apple, Android and Alexa. And you can listen again on our website. You can go to any of the pages and listen to the programmes again. We're a podcast on Apple, Spotify now as well, and it's soon coming to DAB. Cool. Now, still to come, find out if you've correctly managed to name that show. But now, time to our Spotlight interview. <laughs> well, I'm delighted to have on stage door now David Ahmad. In Hello. my first Al Fresco interview for Stage Door, outside the Phoenix Theatre. Uh, good evening. Hello. So tell me about the day job. You're normally at the BFI. Uh, yes. So I work for the British Film Institute down on the South Bank, uh, doing a variety of things: events, box office, front of house. You've been there years. Yeah, quite a few years. <laughs> now you're making me sound extraordinary. No, no. I've I been think... there. I've been there 22 years this year. Whoa! I did not know it was oh, that long. I was like, oh, he's been there about five or six years. I started at the London Film Festival in 1999. What keeps you there? Is it that they're a nice team? Is it the dollar? Is it the convenience? What is it? It's, well, it's lots of things, really. I mean, I'm very comfortable there. It's a lovely building to work in. Obviously, it's quite an exciting place. There's lots going on. And I've got lots of friends there. But also, it gives me the flexibility that allows me to pursue acting. Basically, I'm on a zero-hour contract, which I know isn't suitable for everybody, but the BFI is actually a rather good employer, so I get sick pay and holiday pay and all of that kind of stuff. That's good. Um, well done. And, of course, they let me out for auditions, and they let me, you know, if I get a job, as I'm soon to do, then I'm, I'm gonna, I can disappear for a few months. And uh, You're a tease. We'll find out more about that yeah, later, if you're allowed to tell us. How did you get into acting? Well, I was always interested in acting. When I was at middle school, my best friend at the time, Mark Edwards, decided to join the drama club. Whatever he did, sort of like I was inclined to do too. So, yeah, and I really started to enjoy that. And we put on our own productions of things. We did an evening of Monty Python sketches. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, I started there and then, you know, did, did it for GCSE and then did it for A-level and then went to university to do film studies. Ah. Which, uh, yeah, I wanted to be a film director, then realised that uh, I was in no way cut out for that. So, uh, at the end of my university career, I suppose I fell into acting really I mean I'm quite stupid um, <laughs> I thought you're the, really not at, at the end of my university career I thought well what can I do to earn money and I thought well I should do something I enjoy so why don't I do acting and of course acting is possibly one of the worst <laughs> things you can do to try and earn money but yeah then I went to did a year's study at Drum Studio London as a postgraduate degree and then graduated yeah, 20 years ago almost to the week I was lucky enough to see you as the understudy as a mere in The Kite Runner which is an incredible show it was a beautiful portrayal now I understand your association with the show didn't end that evening no oh gosh that was a few years ago we were at the Wyndham's Theatre for a few months and I was understudying um, a who was played by Ben Turner, who's a, who's a good friend. And then, uh, subsequently, it went to the Playhouse Theatre a couple of months afterwards as a, as a sort of extension uh, for three months, and the director asked me to take over the lead. So, wow! Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's one of those life goals ticked off, playing the lead in a West End production. Yes, because I remember discovering that the producers were also in the night I was watching and were like, yep, 
Yeah, I guess um, they had a bit of advanced warning that I was going to be going on, so I think they probably wanted to make sure I didn't mess it up. But <laughs> well, clearly not. Well, no. I mean, gosh, that was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done in my life. Jumping to screen. What adverts have you done? I had to have my face licked by a dog for a Trident chewing gum commercial. <laughs> I was very luckily flown to Buenos Aires to Ooh. film a Summersby Cider commercial. It was my birthday that week. Hey, that worked out well. Yeah, right. <laughs> birthday holiday. Yeah, I had steak in Malbec for, uh, as a birthday dinner. Ooh. Um, now, how did you stay afloat during lockdown? So I was very lucky during lockdown, really. I'd just come out of about six months full-time employment <sighs> for the new Vic in Stoke doing their Christmas show, Prince and the Pauper, and then doing Kite Runner. So I had money behind me. I live with a very good friend who's, a, who's also an actor, and we've got a two-bed ground-floor flat with a garden. Ooh. So um, that was great. It means we had some outdoor space where we could yeah. uh, sun ourselves. Gold dust in that first lockdown. I did not. No, quite. Um, yeah, so we were very lucky in that sense. And then, of course, the government did help me out with the self-employed income support grant which uh, i managed to make use of and of course i wasn't spending anything apart from <laughs> overheads shopping. were down yeah, yeah. so yeah netflix was up <laughs> overheads were down and then you reprised your role as dr watson yes during lockdown the company les enfants terribles who you and i have worked for extensively <laughs> they reprised a show that they did at madame tussauds a few years ago called the games of foot where i played dr watson and roddy played various undesirable characters. Criminals. Uh, well, not all of them were criminals. Well, <laughs> don't know if that will give it away if they ever do it again, <laughs> won't it? Uh, yes, so they reprised that online. And there were 15 different Watsons. You were playing Watson as well. I was. I mean, at one point, there was about 25 Watsons. I know, I know, I know. I did a stint, but I very much did an impression of David Armad playing <laughs> Dr Watson. <laughs> I don't know, people from all over the world. I had people from New Zealand phoning in at 9am in the morning to do a show. Yeah. Joining colleagues from London who were all drinking or, not, or after the pub and it was yeah. just a very strange experience. <laughs> not your average Zoom call. No. And you've been involved with Seen and Heard since 2007. Now, we had Dissy a few weeks ago who I know has oh. done a few of their shows. Tell us about that. I first became aware of Seen and Heard, a children's mentoring charity that are based in Somerstown. It's incredibly deprived. I think it's probably about 98% social housing. There's a large Bangladeshi community there, and there's a large Irish community as well. So there's high, high levels of immigration into the area. The idea is that we take children from Somerstown, from schools in Somerstown, and they, over the course of a term, do courses in character development, I suppose, mm. and, and play games. And then at the end of the course, over a weekend, they come up with two characters who are non-human, so they can be animal objects of nature or <laughs> inanimate objects. And then they write a play based on the two characters that they've devised. Then once that's locked down, not a word can be changed. <laughs> so all of their wonderful vernacular and incorrect words, I suppose, even though they're absolutely correct. Newly coined words. Yes, quite, yeah. Get passed over to professional actors and directors and they produce the show. So generally there's about ten children on each course, so there'll be an evening of ten short plays. And it is, it is honestly the most joyous night I've ever spent in a, in a theatre. Because I've seen it and found it hilarious because some of the characters are bonkers. What have you played? Quite a few things. Um, a bioluminescent bluebird. I've played <laughs> an invisible spy ant. <laughs> I played a half-clown, half-vampire James Bond impersonator. <laughs> um, I played a leech who works for the NHS, sucking blood, obviously. Oh, good. 
And then the writer gets up at the end and is applauded. Yes. Which is glorious. So the child playwright takes the prime seat and then after their play comes down and has a bow with their actors. And it's just, it's really delightful. Um, So heartwarming. Yeah. And to see how they react to people laughing and, you know, being really moved by their words, I think is really empowering. I mean, I've seen one and I became instantly evangelical about telling people to go and watch it. So if anyone's listening and fancies looking that up, it's seen and heard. Seen like a segment of an act rather than... Yeah, S-C-E-N-E and heard dot org oh splendid now i was watching ghosts on monday night because it's one of my favorite tv series and i spotted your face on the screen in episode one yes of season three yeah that was i was absolutely thrilled to be cast in ghosts because it's one of my favorite programs on telly i think it's so good it's brilliantly written and it's very funny and it's it's everything it's emotional it's tender it's hilariously funny and he performs it great and they look like they're having such a wonderful time and I can confirm having done a couple of days on set earlier this year that it is just a really really friendly set to work oh good I was hoping the warmth comes through genuinely yes no they are they I mean they've been working together for years and years doing horrible histories and and Yonderland and and Bill so yeah uh, they know each other very well they know how they can write for each other yeah and, and I'm loving your hair at the minute because Al said to me hey they've kitted him out well that's a good wig <laughs> it's, not, it's not a wig I was like, that's, the reason it looks Jim, so good is it's his hair so I have not had my hair cut since the Kite Runner which was February last year wow um, well I just thought you know in lockdown nobody was cutting hair and it was growing out and growing out and I thought well why not just yeah. see where it goes, <laughs> see, how, see how far it takes me. Down the and, back of your neck. And actually, uh, it seems that the hair has contributed quite a lot to the jobs that I've Really? So I was quite busy over lockdown. I managed to land ghosts. Uh, I also shot a film Ooh. at the end of last year. What was that? Well, I don't think I can tell you. <laughs> oh. And then I did the John Lewis advert where they, uh, the director wanted me to be a bit punky. So... The hair seems to be paying off, rather. Fantastic. And what have you got lined up? Well, next up, really, is the London Film Festival, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'm hoping my film might even be in the Film Festival. Oh, fingers crossed. Uh, That will be made clear on the 7th of September, what's going to be in that. And then after that, I start rehearsals for a Christmas show in the middle of October, which, again, I can't really say what it is because nothing's been announced yet. Fair enough. Well, the second that you get the green light to release that information, do let us know, and I shall tell all the good listeners across the Thames Valley of River Radio how to come and see you. Yes, no, please do. It'll be in London. I know that much. And, yeah, it'll be really exciting. It'll be the theatre's first big project since the end of lockdown. It'll be be a musical extravaganza, and it'll be an adaptation of a very popular book. So we shall see. uh, I'll keep you posted. Thank you very much. That sounds very exciting. For joining us today on Stage Door, David Ahmad, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Roddy, let's get back to name that show. We have our third example. Are you ready? Ready, braced. Come on now, it's getting closer. It yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Do it again. I feel like I'm pretty confident from that. Oh, 
And then you want to sing it. The next line, exactly. So you can see this is such a well-known musical. It's a famous one. It's a brilliant one. People do it in schools. They do amateur dramatic societies do it. There are some legendary West End productions. We mentioned the theatre or Drury Lane a few seconds ago. Some of our guests that we've interviewed, Jaden Vine, that we did a couple of weeks ago, was a major character in the UK tour. (laughs) (laughs) Go on then, Joe. What is it? It's from... The musical... Oliver! With its exclamation mark. Absolutely. Yeah. Oliver. And that By was Lionel Bart, and that was... Food, glorious food. Fantastic. Should we hear the whole thing? I think we definitely should. But before that, we need to say goodbye to the good burgers oh. of the Thames Valley for the end of stage door. Oh, I miss everybody. Because I won't be here next week. Oh, what? I know. Where are you going now? I'm actually having a proper holiday, right, just for going? a few days. Where are you going? Well, I'm just travelling around the UK a little right. bit. This yeah. sounds very sketchy. <laughs> like, what are the details? You're not going to tell us where you're going. Do you think we're all it's coming with you? Dodgy. I'm going to my caravan up to the back of your oh, car. Oh, my word. <laughs> anyway. So join me next Thursday at 11 on River Radio uh, with a special guest host. For more from, from the, the stage door. Yeah.